Freak Nation 450 Supercross star Adam Ciancerello joining us here in the Freak Nation. number of things that we could talk to him about. Briefly talk to him about meeting him, shoot, 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago when he was just a young, young punk uh, at 14, 15 years old. Bro, you look wait, like you might have. Wait a minute. What? Forget all of that. Yeah. The guy comes in the Freak Nation and you welcome into the Freak Nation by calling him a young punk. <laughs> so true. I love it. I love it. <laughs> he's he's sitting there smiling. Otherwise, he's got oh, we got difficulty here. I'm, I'm, we lost connection. <laughs> Adam, don't let him call you a young punk. Oh, it's okay. Some kind of way. I, I can take it. I can take it. Well, the point I was getting to, Adam, was you go back to the time when we first met you to where you are now. You may have aged a year. You think? <laughs> Yeah, you you still look that's so dang, dang young. I'm probably not the first person that's ever said that, right? Yeah, it's funny. I think uh, growing up, I was always like the little guy. I always had the baby face. Uh, when I was 12, I looked nine. When I was 17, I looked 12. It just uh, and so on and so forth. So I'm hoping it pays off eventually. I'm hoping being 40 or 50, maybe I'll still look 30. That'd be <laughs> awesome. But is that uh, why you grew the mustache in uh, the fall season? Yeah, the mustache was more of just a bet with some friends. Um, <laughs> definitely a different look. I think it's funny because people do, even people that I'm around, uh, that I've been around for years, they still view me as that little kid, right? And so the little Movember mustache thing really threw people for a loop. I, I was getting a good kick out of it. Is that offensive at times? I mean, I don't mean this in a fully negative way, but do you get upset when people still look at you and say, hey, you're still the young guy? No, not really. I think probably when I was a littler kid, you kind of have that like little man's complex growing up. You know, I was always I always felt like I kind of got picked on for being small or or whatever. And I, I think at maybe at that point it was a little bit annoying. But I'm like I'm like one of the tallest dudes out here on the circuit now, <laughs> um, kind of living the dream, making a lot of money racing dirt bikes. So <laughs> you can't bring me down. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> let your let your writing speak for you. Yeah, there you go. Yes, and you're, and you, like you said, you're having the time of your life. I am. Yeah, it's easy to get caught up in, uh, you know, our goals and everything that you want to do, everything you want to accomplish. But in reality, no matter how the races go on Saturday nights, it's like this is something that I've always wanted to do since I was a little kid. And I try not to let myself forget that on a daily basis. You know, sometimes it's not great, just like anything you do all the time. But uh, most of the time, it's pretty amazing. Adam, when you were young and they were, I don't know, you didn't say picking on you, but when you were young and, and you were like the, the, the young guy in the crowd, did that drive you to do something a little more on the edge, like racing motorcycles? Yeah, I think, I mean, I've been racing motorcycles for as long as I can remember being alive, really. I started <laughs> racing a dirt bike when I was uh, three years old. Uh, riding when I was three, racing when I was four. Um, but I think it gave, and I, I was pretty good right away in terms of results. Um, but I think it, it gave me kind of like a chip on my shoulder. It, it made me want to prove people wrong. Um, that you could do it, something they couldn't and you were the best at it and, you know, bring your best and I could, I could top it. Yeah, exactly. I just, I just liked I always like the idea of just being able to settle everything on the track, right? Like talk all you want, but we're going to go, we're going to race and I'm going to destroy you. That's, that's how I, yes. you know, I, I've evolved. Uh, I've evolved now into the more of an adult mentality, but back then uh, certainly I had a lot of, uh, 
I guess, teenage angst behind my my writing. Do they still kid you now that things in the paddock can get pretty vicious? Do they still kid you about being the young looking guy on the on the circuit? No, not really. Um, I, I have a really good group of people that I surround myself with on a daily basis um, and, and at the races as, as far as, you know, Team Kawasaki and my, my trainer, my friends, everybody that's involved in my program. And my thing now is just wearing crazy outfits all the time. So it's like I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to get people to clown me. I'm just trying. I'm like, you know, we've been I've been doing the same thing for a long time and I, I like to switch it up and have fun. So um I, I love to roast my friends too, just to, to go at them. I don't care who it is. And I, I like taking it, uh, taking it back as well. Adam Ciancerello joining us here on the Freak Nation 450 Supercross star. And you talk about the, the way you ride now. And I, I didn't chuckle, but I thought, hold on a second. This is a guy that gets after it. There's a time when you're, you look like you're out of control with the way you ride from time to time, which reminds me of, you know, young teenagers, but at the same time, it's just part of your nature to ride like it's the last lap of the race for the you know, first 20 minutes. Absolutely. I think um, part of what makes me me on a dirt bike um, is that kind of desperation behind my riding. You know, it's um, it's split second decisions where you take the risk or don't where I, I feel like I can um, separate myself from others, but it can also be my biggest hindrance as well. You have to. So I, I've spent a lot of time over the past years trying to figure out when exactly to use that trait, when exactly to be aggressive and to um, be a little out of control whenever it's necessary. But it's a long season. Um, you can't win championships just being crazy all the time. And, and that's something that as I've gotten older, of course, my riding's matured, you know, as well as me. Um, and, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not scared to get buck wild out there. hundred percent chance, which is weird, which is weird because I'm such a logical person off the bike. I, I'm not this daredevil, no fear guy, but there's just something about, you know, when I put the helmet on everything just changes. I'm curious if there was any type of comparison this shows you how long we've been around. We've been doing this for 21 years. We were James Stewart's first interview at 14, 15 years old. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and he was known for being out of control. Granted, won some championships, but many people feel that he should have won much, much more. Has there been any discussion that Adam is like James Stewart out of control? And if he just settles down, he could win these championships? I'm hesitant to say there's any James Stewart comparison because James <laughs> James is one of one. Um, he's yeah. one of my heroes growing up, so definitely want to stay out of stay out of the comparisons with him. Uh, I got a long way to go. I got to get a lot faster before uh, before I'm on that level. But in terms of what I can do on a motorcycle versus what I've accomplished results wise, it's clear that I'm I have the potential and I'm capable of doing. Um, more results wise than I have, you know, I have everything I need to do that. Um, I have a great team, a great motorcycle. I have the talent, I have the speed and it, it's bringing the other things together. Like I said, consistency, being smart, racecraft, all these things that, um, you know, I'm, I'm learning and I'm applying on a daily basis and uh, certainly have made a lot of inroads recently and, and look mm -hmm. forward to just kind of, you know, keeping that going and, um, yeah, and having fun in the process. But see, that's the thing. It is coming to you because, I mean, look at the starts. Look at, like, last season. You've been up front. I mean, th things are coming together. It's baby steps. Things take time. You need to have this process before the next level can be reached. And you're right there. 
Yeah, that's how I try to look at it. You know, I think this sport is this sport is difficult. Um, it's hard to be up there, and even in the main, even just to make a main event. I mean, people don't understand. You know, uh, a lot of the times the top three or top five guys get most of the, the credit, but one through twenty-two on that gate, they have so much talent, and they're such yes. good athletes. And and to be up there with them, uh, battling is an honor of mine. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I take everything, uh, all the positives I can. The last couple of years, I've had a couple of injuries that have kept me from um, kind of doing what I'd like to do. But I like to try to focus on only the things I can control, you know, put one foot in front of the other and do everything I can to be the best. And um, throughout my career, I've done that and um, good results, bad results. I, I don't have any regrets at all because I know I wake up every day and I, and I grind for it and uh, I know I'll get there. I so want to get into you roasting your friends, but we may have to save that for another interview because that opened my eyes earlier. But you've got such a great way, a great perspective of looking at life because you posted something. It might have been around the new year about the consequences of good things that happen and the consequences of bad things that happen. You never know why things are lined up in a, in a certain way that they're supposed to be lined up. That was amazing. It's just you, you have it. You have it right here. I can tell. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, it's funny, you know, growing up, you think I'll try to keep this short growing up. You think, uh, you know, dirt bikes are your purpose, right? I mean, I all, like I told you guys from three or four years old, it's all I want to do. Win races, win races, win races. Um, you know, and I had this path laid out for myself and, and the path, it didn't go exactly how I thought it would. Right. And, and this stuff really means a lot to me. And so when it didn't go exactly my way, it kind of forced me to go inward and be like, I don't know, find more sustainability, you know, mm -hmm. you know, I, I can't be relying on these race wins or podiums and everything like for my soul, soul happiness in life. Right. So I, I kind of mm -hmm. found that sustainability, that perspective. Um, and I, I look back now, I see all those challenges and I see what they've done for me and, and how much they've changed me as a person. And it's like, that's what sports are all about at the end of the day. Um, if I never won another dirt bike race, uh, it's been, it's been worth it. Absolutely. But I, I want to win. I want to win. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> nice. Adam at, I appreciate the maturity you're talking about here uh, and learning a little bit and growing. Did some of that maturity come? You had three bad shoulder injuries. Did some of that maturity come laying in bed, looking out the window, uh, thinking, I got to do something different? Did, did that help forward that along a little bit? Absolutely. I, I've, uh, I've had a lot of shoulder issues throughout my career. Um, I was leading my first ever Supercross championship at 17 years old. Um, and I just, my shoulder just like popped out of the socket and it kind of started mm -hmm. a string of events, a string of injuries, things I felt were outside of my control. And yeah, it, it speeds it up a lot. Anytime you have something that you care about so much and, and stuff from outside your control just keeps happening, keeps happening. It, you know, you kind of start to get this complex, like you're the center of the universe and everything's out to get you. Right. Um, and it just, yeah, I guess I just, I've grown from, from that perspective, um, understanding that's not the case, understanding that stuff just happens. And all I can do is, uh, find value in the quality of my work ethic every day, um, and be the best I can. And to me, that's winning. Well, it did prove successful. You got a, what a two fifty championship, uh, last year, the year before, uh, they start to run together after a while. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Adam that, yeah. yeah you right. You got a championship. Uh, did that show you that, yeah, I could do this? Did that give you some confidence 
to uh, keep going down that road? Yes, it did. I mean, that 250 championship was uh, probably my top racing moment of my life so far. Uh, I was leading the, the Supercross championship earlier in the year um, in 2019. And at the last race, like with two laps ago, I made this mistake and lost the championship when I kind of had it wrapped up. And it was it was such a low point for me. It was, you know, I'd always wanted that Supercross championship so bad. And we actually only get one weekend off between that last race of Supercross and the start of our outdoor motocross season. Yep. Um, and so I kind of had to rebound right then and there. And, and that's kind of been that moment in Vegas, um, you know, and, and at the end of the summer, I was able to get that outdoor motocross championship kind of from that moment forward. It's I've kind of been a different person since since that um, since that happened. And, and certainly winning that championship was yeah one of the best days of my life, for sure. A culmination of a lot of work and um, a lot of people behind me. I always appreciate, we've been doing this, Kenny, since 21 years, I'll be 22 in June. I always appreciate hearing a driver or rider talk about when the lights come on. And that, to me, that's, that adds a level of, another level of maturity, uh, because they can see what I've been doing isn't going to work, and now I could do something different, and that works. And going forward, was that one of those moments for you that the lights came on? I can do this. Let's keep rolling. Yeah, I did. I, I think it was I, originally what happened was I think I was it was so much emotion right away from the loss of the championship that it just made me tune everything out and only focus on like what's right in front of me. And I've always just kind of been a deep thinker and I've kind of um you know, thought about the future a lot, thought about the past a lot. And it just kind of made me realize that I need to be more present in what I'm doing. Um, and, and kind of that's been my approach since that moment. And it seems to, you know, when I do that the best, I seem to perform the best. Um, but definitely cool. Just sports in general. It's just it's so cool to kind of like you said, you're always kind of testing different mentalities here or there, different training methods. And yeah, you see how it all works when the lights come on. All right. Well, you're a veteran at uh, some so shoulder issues. I've oh, yeah, my, my mountain bike went <laughs> this way, this way, and I went this way on the side of a huh? mountain. Broke my collarbone about three months ago, and the sun bitch still hadn't healed. Uh, can you help me out? You got some magic sauce? Is there something at the store that I can buy to help <laughs> heal this store? freaking collarbone, my friend? I have just, if you want to come over to my house, I've got about every piece of rehabilitation equipment and the newest technology available to heal bones and ligaments and everything you could possibly need. So if it's normally a four to six week recovery time for a collarbone, I'll cut that in half for you. Absolutely. There you go. There you go. If you go back to, uh, what was that movie that, uh, the karate kid where he yep. slaps his hands together oh, and, yeah. Mr. Miyagi. and Mr. Miyagi and <laughs> That doesn't work. We could give it a shot, but so far in my experience, it has not. I've tried it. You've tried it. Huh? Shh, of it's a Hollywood secret. You're he's, not supposed to give that away. He, uh, right. he's, supposed, he's supposed to say, Kitty, you need about 32 to 64 ounces of Monster once a day. Yeah, that right. heals anything that ails you. That's the, that's the yes, the liquid Absolutely. diet. Absolutely. Six, 16 ounces a day keeps the doctor away. Absolutely. <laughs> Hey Adam, it's been our pleasure to have you here in the Freak Nation. It, to stay up, stay upright on that bike, and and have the best season that you've had in the 450s. All right, buddy. 
thank you guys for having me on. Really appreciate it as always. You got perfect. It. See, See ya. you, buddy. See ya. Thank you. Yeah, I like that guy, Adam Cincerello, joining us here in the Freak Nation.